The cold days of winter are here, and you might think that the winter garden is boring and the best plants are asleep, but you'd be wrong. There are lots of plants that can bring structure, texture, and color to your winter garden. We share some great ones on this episode of Garden Time. Garden Time is brought to you by Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon. At Capital Subaru, we value your time, whether you're here for service or working with our amazing sales team. Everything is right here for your convenience. We offer a great selection of Subarus, an industry-leading service center that keeps you moving, and so much more. Like our living green wall, just one of the many features throughout our dealership. Looking for the perfect pet gift? Check out Happy Paws Pet Shop right here in our lobby. Or plan your next adventure in our fireside seating and find your happy place. It's always your time at Capital Subaru, your way on the parkway. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. We're based in the Pacific Northwest of the United States in a Zone 8 region. This zone deals with plants that can survive in 10 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. I'm producer Jeff Gustin with your hosts Judy Alaruzzo and Ryan Seeley. And welcome to Garden Time. Today we are back out at Al's uh, Garden and Home in Sherwood. We're with Aaron. And a lot of people, Aaron, say that the winter garden is boring. Is the winter garden boring? It can be boring, but uh, we do have solutions to fix that. You have a <laughs> lot of solutions behind us, and so I'm going to step out, and we're going to let him go to town and uh, talk about some of these beautiful plants that you can bring in to your garden, even in the coldest months. So Definitely. Take it away. All right. Excellent. All right, where do you want to start? Over here? Sure. All right. That would be great. So what do you have over so here So over us? here uh, in the back, uh, lavender. Uh, is always a wonderful uh, semi-evergreen uh, perennial that um, you can use uh, for, you know, it blooms all summer and then you get the nice uh, gray foliage uh, during the wintertime and um, really makes a nice spot in the garden. Uh, bees and hummingbirds love it, of course. And then for sun or shade? Uh, full sun. Oh, uh, they, they like the heat, definitely. Excellent. Yeah. And then I see some different ferns. You know, we're, we're used to like the sword fern and the deer fern, but these mm -hmm. are just a little different. They are a little bit different and a little bit more, uh, I guess, a little dainty, um, but still make a nice evergreen spot uh, in the garden. Uh, this one in particular, the autumn fern, uh, gets a nice orange hue uh, in, in the autumn. The rest of the year, uh, it's a nice bright uh, green uh, color in the garden. So uh, it gives you a little bit different texture uh, in different spots. And those are going to like, uh, I would recommend morning sun uh, for those. Perfect. Uh, protect them from the yeah, A lot the, of times we're used, used to those ferns all kind of dying down and disappearing. So it's, we don't think of ferns yeah. a lot of time yeah. in the wintertime as yeah. having, having yep. that, that they, structure. They have a great structure, definitely. That is nice. Definitely. So, uh, and then um, next, I guess, go into some grasses here. Uh, so this nice that. orange carex, uh, really fine texture, feathery texture. Uh, this one really shows off year-round. Uh, you can see it has a little bit of red uh, in it right now, but um, yeah, it's a great evergreen uh, grass. About uh, how tall is that one going to uh, This one gets, I think, about two feet tall uh, and does have a, a, a seed spike uh, that comes up a little bit taller, but um, yeah, it's, it's very well-behaved. Grass. So, Aaron, I have a question for you. Yep. There are people that have specific rules about their grasses. People cut them back. Some people say they cut, cut them back too soon. What's your rule? I, I like to keep them around, uh, even though the grasses that go dormant, I like to keep them around for some structure, even though they might be kind of brown mm. and have done their thing. 
Um, I like to keep them around until probably February. I'll shear them back uh, a little bit to clean them up and everything, let the storms blow through and um, they get a little beat up, but um, I might as well keep them there for a little something to look at oh, in the garden. Now with all the ever, you know, we're looking at a bunch of evergreen grasses now that are keeping their foliage all winter long. Right. Are you doing trimming? on any any of those or is that more selective if you need to uh selective i would say um you know as long as they look um good you can go through and kind of pull out any dead uh foliage that's in there um or you know you could cut them back uh occasionally but uh the the evergreen ones i generally just keep them going and these in particular um you have carex evergold and then the black mondo grass those really are you know uh, effortless you really don't have to do much this time of year uh, again unless there's some cold damage or something on them and like so. the evergold i like that it's striped it really yeah. is bright for a, a cloudy day and you know, we have so many rainy days Definitely. the black one not so much but if you put them next to each other they kind of well, show up and i was going to say some people do plant them next to each other because they do work with each other mm -hmm. definitely and they kind of show off that black monograss well both of them love full sun Black Mondo grass is awesome in the hell strip, you know, by the road, um, in the hot spots of the garden, and it's really well behaved. It's a slow spreader, but um, it, it doesn't go crazy by any means. And then what about containers for these grasses? Because yeah. they're not too big. They're only about a foot across. Yeah, so. I love using the Evergold in containers. Well, all those uh, in containers, definitely. They, you know, kind of get that little spilling uh, feature. Uh, and it's just a nice bright spot in, in containers. It really works with some of the bright glazed uh, containers. Nice, nice. So, yeah, uh, and then we go into hellebores. Um, we've got a huge selection right now, uh, many to choose from, and different foliage. Uh, this one in particular, you know, it's got the variegated foliage, and then you have um, purple flowers, purple stems, white flowers, green stems. There's a lot to choose from. Uh, hellebores, uh, there's so many different varieties out there. It's, it's really cool. There's a little bit of uh, every color out there. And I noticed these, these are all blooming now. Yes. Right, so that's their, their typical cold bloom, bloom time. Yeah, they'll start blooming. Um, you know, it depends on what the weather's doing. Late January, February, mm -hmm. mine in the yard are starting to come up a little bit. Um, see a little, little bit of green coming up. So they're, they're starting to do their thing. And then what about cutting them back? Because I know there's a lot of different camps on that. Like mm -hmm. I, I haven't even done mine yet because I don't see any flower buds. So I yep. still have the old foliage, but right. what do you think? So they are, uh, they're evergreen. So, uh, you know, they're gonna start setting up blooms now. So you're gonna wanna get in there and cut back some of that maybe oh. damaged foliage that, that is really big and just maybe a little discolored. Just be careful not to cut oh. the flower spikes. I know. Um, personally, in my yard, I like to cut them back in August, September. Uh, you know, after the heat and everything, they kind of go a little bit dormant. So I'll cut them back all the way to the ground so that this time of year, when they start to come up, I don't have to worry about getting in there and really picking out the, uh, the foliage and making sure I'm not cutting the flower spike because you hate to cut Got the flowers. I've done that. Yeah. I, that's that. a great idea. Great tip. <laughs> so that that's that's worked in my yard definitely. Now, you, now some of these like the grasses you've talked about, you're doing them in containers. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, a lot of us will plant the the hellebores or the Lenten rose or Christmas rose, however you want to pronounce them. Mm -hmm. Can you do those? Do those do well in containers? They do also? well in containers as well. I like to tuck them in there. You know, have a conifer or something in the center of that container, and then plant a 
couple of hellebores, maybe some grasses around it. Oh, nice. So that you, yeah. you always have something going on uh, in, in a container. Right. And likewise in the yard, you can mm -hmm. yeah. you know, do that as well. So I mean, you won't get the summer blooms out of, out of them, but right. you could also pull them out of the container when yeah. you're done blooming. Yeah, plant that's, them, plant I, them into the yard, I pull too, them out, yeah. put them in the yard, and then get to put in something that's seasonally accurate, uh, right. you know. Uh, it's great because you want those containers are usually right up front, so you want them as beautiful as possible. Yeah, change them out seasonally. Yeah. 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 Definitely, definitely. And so those are some good, you know, perennials that are blooming now. Mm -hmm. But then there's also things that have other interests, like, like the berries. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. You have the the winter green. Uh, you know, this is a great plant. It's it's um, a native uh, Gulf area. Um, and the berries, uh, if you squish them, they smell like wintergreen. It smells yeah, like beautiful. a mip. And uh, there's lots of different varieties, um, some with red berries, some with pink. Uh, there's uh, a variegated one uh, as well uh, that um, really shows off. And they're a nice, well-behaved ground cover. Um, that's a slow ground cover, kind of filtered sun uh, type uh, growing conditions. And then they also turn a little bit uh, bronzy uh, this time of year when it gets cold. That's so, really nice because yeah. it almost looks like two different plants in the garden, yeah. depending right. on the heat or the cool. Definitely. And these are great in the winter containers because oh. you have that nice fall color, the red berry that pops. Um, it's it's a great one for containers. How, how long do the berries stand for? Gosh, they hang on for a long time. Uh, they start in probably October, November, and they'll stay on, gosh, probably till March. Wow, so wow. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice long, yeah, long time. Yeah, they stay quite a while. Whereas, you know, yeah. some of your flowers are kind of coming and going after, yeah. you know, a month or so, you get the berries. Will, yeah, will they, they last quite a long time, definitely. Um, let's see, some other things. Uh, Epimedium uh, is a nice one. Uh, these, uh, this, this is really a, a cool plant. There's so many different varieties mm. with different uh, flower colors and everything. Um, this one's another uh, evergreen that uh, I, I like to cut back in the fall personally. Mm -hmm. And so that way this time of year or here soon uh, when the flowers start coming up, you have all color. Uh, there's no old dead foliage around. Because do some of the epimediums die all the way back in the wintertime? Uh, I believe some of them do, yeah. uh, and some are evergreen if they're in a protected area. Um, and they'll also get some fall color or winter color on them when it gets And then the, the flowers on epimediums, they come up, they're, they're pretty interesting. How, yeah, how, how would you describe almost, the epimedium almost flower? Almost orchid-like, uh, yeah. really. Yeah. They, you know, they're up on a long stem. Some of them I've got one in my yard, the, the flower spike is like four feet tall and oh. it's, you know, they, they can be sulfur yellow or pink or white, um, purple. There, there's a lot of different colors out there. Some of them, uh, some epimediums have kind of a long elongated leaf, um, almost looks like an Oregon grape, you know, it's kind right. of spiky. Um, so there's a ton of different choices out there. And some sure. will change like fall colors on the, yeah. on the foliage yep. too, right? Yeah, they turn kind of a bronzy purple. And I found, you know, you know, soil conditions with these, they can take it pretty dry. Dry shade, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they uh, have done quite well in my yard and um, thrive on neglect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. mine too, which is why I love them because they'll definitely get some neglect yeah. in my yard. So, <laughs> so yeah, Epimedium is a fun one, definitely, uh, and gives you some structure and, and some nice color here coming up. Uh, and then Euphorbia. Uh, Euphorbia uh, is, there's some, again, another one that has tons of different variety, uh, blue foliage, there's some with green and uh, variegated foliage, 
uh, white variegation, and then they tend to have coordinating uh, flower spikes as well. Uh, very interesting looking, almost succulent-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they love the sun, full sun. Again, another one that can kind of thrive on neglect once it's established. Uh, it, it does pretty well on its own. Right. And a lot of different variety and a different texture type, you know, uh, of foliage. So. Yeah, and even with, you know, you have the foliage that, you know, that, like you said, that upright succulent-y kind of look with the variegated foliage or green, but they also have a flower. They do have a flower and uh, it's, Another one that's kind of exotic looking almost, mm -hmm. it's on a spike and um, they, you know, it's usually a huge mass of either gold or uh, some of them have white flowers, but uh, they, um, yeah, they, they make a really nice little spike. Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of like a drooping yeah, you know, clump it is. At, the, at the top, a yeah. cluster of small Yeah, it's, it comes up on a spike and then the flower kind of droops a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But another one that would be good either in the landscape or Kind of a focal point or containers, container. yeah. There are some in the landscape that that can get quite large. Wolf and I is one that you know it gets pretty big, um, so you want to make sure you have a good spot right. for it. Others stay right. uh, a little more petite because I think you know this one's called Ascot Rainbow, which right. is has kind of some multi colors, so it's got some greens, it's got some yellows, some right. new root coming out. out yep. the pinks. And it, do, it, it doesn't get too huge, it, right. it stays pretty small. And then, you, and then this one was, I think, Glacier Blue. Which right. is that kind of that silvery, silvery yeah. blue? Yeah. White swan, and I think a few other mm -hmm. different yeah. versions. Wolf and I yeah. and glacier blue. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different varieties uh, of euphorbia out there, definitely. Yeah, another kind of fun, fun colors. Yep. Hookara. Uh, talk about variety <laughs> yeah, of colors. Right. <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, there is a rainbow of colors for hookara, um, and you know you can get almost black foliage to bright gold and uh, the flower spikes uh, hummingbirds and bees love them uh, and they yeah they they do really well they're evergreen so right. you have some nice spots they're great in uh, pots uh, on the edges of containers yeah. um, they show I, off I, I use a lot of these in my yard just because you can get that you know, the color the and color. just the year-round interest. So, definitely, definitely. You know, the, the flowers are, they're fine-ish. Right. They're kind of like, you know, coral bells. It's, like it's, it's not the, that's not the, the show-off. It's right. really the, all about the foliage, definitely. Foliage. And uh, they can take, some can take some pretty hot sun. Uh, right. Others uh, like a little more shade. Yeah. So, yeah, but, it's, but, it's yeah, a with, nice with, with, Like you said, a rainbow of colors from mm -hmm. all the yellows, the oranges to... Burgundies and reds, yep. you know, there's definitely a color. Or yeah, a shade some of, of them color. have kind of a, a silvery uh, pewter kind of uh, foliage uh, uh, on, a, on a purple leaf. And then the underneath side is always uh, a, a nice uh, uh, different color as right. well. This one's got a little uh, red to it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really great plant. And you Definitely. know, the breeders are working with them now that almost every season they change colors in the same plant, right. depending yeah. on the day length maybe or the temperatures, mm -hmm. but it's so cool that you have that difference all the time. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's, you know, there's there's different varieties, you know, there's hundreds of varieties <laughs> of them. Yeah. But even throughout the United States, you, you can find a hookra mm -hmm. that will work in your area anywhere in the United, right. United yeah, States. There's, so there's there's a, you know, the hot desert kind of things and the cold winter ones, and there's a strain for coloring that you can mm -hmm. find. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that's one of my favorites, definitely, to use. Um, uh, then in the back here, we got some more kind of a, some taller. Yeah, it's kind of grassy, grassy. foliage. Uh, 
So these are the Formium, or uh, New Zealand flax, as they're also known. Another variety of uh, colors to choose from. Some are upright, some are weeping, some are smaller, some are bigger. Um, again, full sun for these, they need good drainage. Um, but it's really a great performer in the yard. Uh, in this time of year especially, you know, you put something like this out there with that variegation, it's, it's going to really show right. off. You know, and, and height-wise, I know you're kind of talking some big and small. You know, some of them can hit, what, six feet tall yeah. plus, right? Yeah, the straight green uh, varieties, uh, you know, you see them, they're like eight feet tall. <laughs> huge, you know, desperately need to be divided. But um, it's a nice evergreen. Um, and they'll do well. Um, you know, if we get a real hard freeze, uh, it could be an issue. But, um, you know, generally speaking, that, that doesn't happen too often. Right. And... Um, you know, I see them out there. It's it's surprising. Right. And like we talked, you know, earlier about some of the evergreen grasses, this would be another one that you would just leave up mm -hmm. and then just prune out any any kind of crummy looking foliage. From yeah, they, you can just take the individual blades. Yeah, off. you just kind of pull them off, and and they'll come right off. Or you can use a pair of uh, clippers to cut them off. But um, yeah, very low maintenance. Otherwise, once they're established, uh, they're very water wise uh, plant. So, but full sun and um, yeah, it's. It's a great plant for yeah, the yard. I think this, you know, this golden and it's kind of a green and gold striped one is called Yellow Wave, right? Which is kind of kind of fitting, and these right. even the foliage Definitely. looks kind of like kind of a wave, weeping, right? And then this one has a little thinner. Yeah, it's a blade. little bit more upright. It's it's a thicker. Uh, foliage and yeah, it's it will definitely be more up. You can really see, see how they will do. And I think this one's called Amazing Red. Yeah, which is it is amazing. Which is definitely has that, <laughs> that shows off some red. And then there's kind of another kind of this. Just the foliage on this guy is just no, yeah. This is a fun That's one. A good one. Uh, this is uh, spider web uh, fatsia, and you know it's a good shade plant. And a lot of times in shade you don't get the variegation to really pop. Mm -hmm. uh, right. But on this one it will. Uh, it does really well in shade, uh, and still maintains the variegation. And uh, yeah. Boy, it really shows off. Yeah. And the leaves can get quite large on it. And you know, the spiderweb is kind of a, a fitting name because <laughs> yeah. if you look yeah. at the variegation, it's very, very kind of the webbing, mm -hmm. veining, yeah. looking yeah, white, kind of white and stark, mm -hmm. yeah, stark white and green. Very good. And then how tall? You know, Gosh, one they uh, you know, big, this right? one, I, probably about six, eight feet tall, ultimately. Um, this is slower growing than the standard fatsia uh, that you see um, that can get huge right um so this one's a little bit uh smaller but it it, it can still get large uh in time once it's established yeah. so can you prune that back to fit a spot if it starts to get leggy like that and get absolutely too, so yeah you can you can prune it back if you know it gets too wide or too tall you can cut it back Excellent. Yeah, because the green ones, if you have that hard spot that gets hardly any light, hardly any sun, um, wet, any mm -hmm. moisture, is the plant to put in. Oh, definitely. And yeah, it'll be thrift, right? It's bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> it's bulletproof for sure. And then a couple other little goodies here that are actually blooming. Yeah, right you know, it's, it's fun to see some more color. These mm -hmm. are very spring-like, aren't they? Uh, um, and the thing I like about this is it's... You know, it makes a nice little mound, a uh, little clump with right. nice, uh, nice color. And these are the little bellus, the little Engli yes. English daisies. English daisy, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they can spread a little bit, but they, um, you know, pretty well behaved. And uh, right now, uh, through spring, 
you'll get more color. And then uh, through uh, the rest of summer and fall, they'll still send up some, some flowers here and there, but mostly in the spring, uh, late winter, early spring. That's always kind of reminds me, it's like, okay, it's, spring is starting now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. When it, the first really things does, start, right? start blooming and it's like, yes, there is hope. Yeah. 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 After, you know, long cold, cold winters, that once you coming. start seeing these, these bloom, it gives you a little bit of inspiration. Definitely. Yeah. And I think they come in pure white too. So pinks, yeah. reds, pure whites, and then kind of two-tone. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, let's see. And then, you know, so oh, these, were all, these were all perennial items or some evergreen perennials that yes. you use. Yeah. But there's also, you know, some color that you could put in your yard. Yes. That's so more just like annual color. Annuals, yeah. Doesn't... So you have your pansies uh, and uh, violas uh, this time of year and a lot of different variety, variation between all of them. They, um, oh, and they'll show off, they'll keep going through spring summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, they actually have a little bit of a little, little bit, bit of fragrance flavor. yeah the kind of a sweet uh yeah. I, I noticed that in here i was like what is that as i yeah. pick them up i'm like oh, that's kind of interesting yeah they do have a, a sweet smell and um yeah it, that's another one that kind of reminds you that spring is coming, coming. I, yeah. I just smell that and, and these are ones you know, a lot of these you know people talk you know fall pansies winter pansies spring pansies is there a difference? <laughs> uh, if you want there to be, sure. <laughs> right. um, it's all marketing. Not, not so much. It, it's really just the seasonal. Yeah. When, uh, when, know, when they got planted when, or when they exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So they're, all, they're all the same. They're all the same. on when it got planted. Yep. Up, so. And those, you know, sometimes they'll reseed themselves and mm -hmm. they'll just kind of keep going. And yeah. um, it's not such a bad thing. Uh, you know, it's the plant that keeps on giving. Yeah. It does. I mean, it, you know, for, if you're looking for that bright color, you know, the jazz up a, a potter container. That's yeah, I, I love to use to those it. in containers. And there's so many different colors, mm -hmm. um, you know, the purples, yellows, orange, all that. So and I've right. seen those, they get beat up in an ice storm or whatever, right. and they will just come right back. Yeah, you think yeah. they're finished, but right. they, they really right. do. Right. Just kind of, kind of pluck the old blooms mm -hmm. off and new ones just, yep. just kind of keep coming. Yeah. And then this, these guys, you know, you start seeing some of these around a little cyclamen, bit. Yeah. Cyclamen, yeah. Yeah, that's another sign of spring, uh, in my opinion. You, you start seeing cyclamen out in the yard, and they, they um, yeah, it's definitely a, a sign that things are changing. Now, now, cyclamen, you know, you see them a lot of times. You'll see them, say, you know, you go to a nursery like this, or even like a grocery store, you'll see right. them inside. Right. But then you also see, see some that are outside blooming in the yard, you know, in the fall or winter. Yeah. Different differences. So, yeah, so there's florist uh, cyclamen, which are you know grown in a greenhouse and really um, house plant, uh, I would call it. And then there's the hardy cyclamen that okay. you see out um, in yards, and um, you know still they look a lot alike. But uh, this plant you would definitely want to keep inside. Uh, and then there's hardy cyclamen that you would plant outside. Okay. So the stuff, the florist ones you. Don't expect them to come back exactly. year after year. Just buy them, enjoy them, do their, let them do their let things. Let them do their thing, done. and yeah, and the ones, move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the ones out in the yard are kind of cool because they're summer dormant. So, you know, you're not going to see them during the summertime. Right. Um, when it's hot out, they go dormant, and um, they'll come up when um, when the weather's gloomy and kind of brighten up the yard. You know, I've had these on a covered deck though, and if mm -hmm. it, unless, unless it's really, really cold, they're right. fine. So yeah. I think the pounding rain doesn't help. Right. But um, just a little protection, I think Pro you can get away with them outside. Protection too. from too hard a frost, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So it's, 
you know, you, you would want to transition it. I would um, not have them in a nice warm house and put them out in <laughs> yeah. 30 degree temperatures. By no, means, true, so. true. But um, yeah, they, in a protected area, right. yeah, they'll do well. Yeah. So, so there's lot, lots of color you can do. So yeah. do you, uh, we have a couple more? Or I think. Are we uh, done? No, you know, oh, I this think Virginia, can you talk about oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's uh, really a pretty one. This Virginia, so it's kind of a little, uh, has really cute little foliage. The thing about this plant, it turns beautiful purple uh, in the wintertime. Uh, it's evergreen. And then it sends up these flower spikes in the spring um, that are just bright as can be. So, uh, and then the foliage kind of goes back to a, a green color in the Neat. summertime. So. Uh, really a great perennial. I, I love that plant. It, it really, it seems like it has something for every season. Yeah, so. definitely. I've heard it's, this also sometimes we'll call elephant ear, ear also, right. mm -hmm. which yeah. can be, you know, has that yeah, kind of, some of them, a large, some of them have huge foliage. Yeah. yeah, and it's really pretty uh, foliage and it, it will also turn color um, uh, this time of year as well. This is a little bit smaller variety. It's a new new variety out right. uh, on the market. So. Yeah, but just some, some nice just substance for the for the wintertime and early bloomer. Definitely. And then one last one we have, have in here that's kind of a bright. Sedums. So this is Dragon's Blood Sedum, uh, evergreen, ground cover, full sun. Um, and yeah, it, it stays this time of year. And it's, you know, it's a little hidden, but it, you know, a pathway or something right. like that, uh, it would really show off for yeah. sure. Because some of the sedums, you know, they'll disappear in the wintertime. Right. Some will some will stay up, but this is kind of nice just to have. This it's, one's a nice flat ground cover that sticks around year round. Yeah, because yeah. it looks like, you know, it's even one of those that you could probably, you could walk all over yeah. this one. It's yeah, just it's so tight to the ground mm -hmm. and Definitely. it's just this really yeah. deep magenta burgundy. That's gorgeous. Yeah, and once they're established, they're um, pretty drought tolerant and they love the heat also. You know, they, they love full sun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah. As you can see, there are a lot more plants that Aaron has brought out on the table. So we're going to take a break. We'll switch out the plants. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the other great plants, more in the shrub realm that you can put in your winter garden. We'll be right back. Start your new Subaru story at Capital Subaru. We are like nothing else in Oregon. From the moment you step through these doors, you see it, you feel it. We do things differently here. Our people, our culture, our customer experience. Tell us what you're looking for and we'll upgrade the way you shop for Subarus. When you're just browsing, need great service, or starting your next adventure, we're always here for you. It's your story at Capital Subaru, your way on the parkway. And welcome back to Garden Time. We're with Aaron here at uh, Al's Garden and Home in Sherwood, um, one of their four stores that they have in the Portland metro area here in Portland, Oregon. And we are talking about winter plants. And this brings up a question that people think that, okay, it's winter, there's snow, there's rain, it's cold. We shouldn't be planting right now. But that's not true, is it? It's, th that is true, it is not true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, unless the ground is, solid ice, it's really okay to plant. It might be uncomfortable for us, but the plant's okay with it. 
Definitely. So is there any uh, special considerations other than just making sure the ground is thawed out? Is it, I mean, is, you still need to water these plants in, correct? Uh, potentially. Yeah. You know, if we're in a really uh, a wet streak, you can plant the plant and not worry about watering it in. Uh, Mother Nature will take care of that. But um, if we're in a dry spot in, in the wintertime, which sometimes happens, um, yeah, you want to make sure that it, it gets wet. Um, you know, water also is a good insulator. So if we do turn into a cold snap, um, that plant has just a little bit more to help it get into its uh, growing period. So. Speaking of water, the rain has picked I up. I can, I can hear it on the roof. Um, so a lot of people use a transplant fertilizer. Is right. that something that's still effective in the winter? Yes, uh, it might not. The plant might not take it up immediately, but when things start turning around, ground temperature starts to come up, that plant will. Um, take up the nutrients that are there. So um, you're not wasting that product by any means. Uh, it will um, definitely be useful for that Excellent. plant. So, all right, I'm gonna step out and um, run camera and you guys can go to town. We're okay. talking about some of the bigger plants, uh, shrubs and, and other plants, right. conifers and that kind of thing that people can add to their gardens to add that color to. So right. take it away, all right. guys. All right. Oh, another great selection. Yeah, nice. some of my favorites here, uh, definitely. There's uh, These are the showstoppers, I think. Um, and what I love it is that you have different kind of textures, and I think that's what makes a beautiful garden. You yeah. have broadleafed evergreens, you have right. needled evergreens, and then you have just like structure. Right, exactly. Deciduous uh, shrubs, um, you know, it's not just sticks. They, they do <laughs> add structure. Um, in particular, this one, which is the contorted filbert, um, you know, it's, it's such a cool plant. Uh, they're slow growing. They can get kind of large, but it's, it takes a while to get there. And, you know, I've seen these um, as a specimen in a garden with uh, lighting underneath Ooh, kind of showing up. Nice. And at night, it shows off. It is really cool. It's, oh, it's a bet. great, great shrub. Definitely. And look, it has the catkins just like the fruiting ones. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's ready to go. That's uh, another sign of spring. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it's coming. And I, I just love that you brought the evergreen magnolias because yeah. what a statement either one of those are. Yeah, they, they both are, are wonderful plants. Uh, that's K. Paris. Uh, and then this one is teddy bear. Um, they're both uh, relatively compact uh, uh, broadleaf uh, evergreen magnolias and they have the traditional you know bloom white flower that's uh, very fragrant uh, in the spring and summer. Maybe 25 feet? Yeah I'd, I'd say in time uh, the K. Paris probably 25 feet tall 10 to 12 feet wide Teddy bear is, you can see the difference. This one's definitely more compact. Um, and then it's got the fuzzy uh, underneath side oh, of the, the foliage, which is, is kind of fun. It is nice. Yeah. And camellias, I think that there's a camellia for every person in yeah. every garden. Yeah, I, with camellias, the different varieties that are out there, uh, the different species, you know, you can have color in your yard pretty much from November through April and May, wow. maybe even later. Uh, depending on what the season's doing. But uh, this one uh, is Yuletide Camellia, a Sasanqua, um, and it blooms, um, it started blooming, gosh, probably November, first part of November. Um, and still, you know, you can see there's uh, blooms and still some tight buds on there. So it's, it's gonna provide color for a long time. Yeah, and this one is just so perfect for yeah. Yuletide because it's a deep red with those beautiful yellow stamens. Yeah. So really something pretty for the holidays. It is, it is. It, it's one of the few plants that are really blooming, you know, when it's dark and dreary yeah. out. It's, it's really a great plant to have near the front door 
front of the house. Yeah. And I noticed too that a lot of camellias have not just the small blooms like this one, yeah. but there's much larger, very floriferous, large blooms on, a, yeah. on some of the varieties and a variety of colors. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, the Sasanqua camellias, which, uh, you know, you, uh, they're all winter blooming. Red, pink, white, kind of an, there's one called apple blossom, so it's white with pink tinge. Um, and then there's japonicas, which tend to have a larger flower. Uh, they can be single and double um, and range from deep blood red to just beautiful double white, uh, like Nichio's Pearl is one mm -hmm. that, um, gosh, it's such a beautiful flower. And then Sunder Shade? Um, you know, they can do, they'll take some full sun. Um, I would recommend a, a against hot afternoon sun. Um, but they can also do uh, part shade, also, nice. you know, morning sun, afternoon shade. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, they can burn a little bit with that hot, hot sun in the summertime, but otherwise they're good to go. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, I have three of these, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad that you pulled it. Yeah, this is uh, the Drimmies, uh, and it's a great evergreen shrub. Um, you know, three by three, maybe four by four, they can get even bigger, but um, very well behaved, uh, slow growing shrub. Uh, does have white flowers and forms a berry, but look at those red stems. They really stand out against that green foliage. Uh, it, it really is a, a cool plant uh, in the garden and full sun on those. And you know, I have mine in containers and I thought I'll yeah. just leave them until they get too big and then put them in the garden. Transplanted outside. Yeah, yeah totally. And I love this paired with this gold pine back here. That's <laughs> yeah, beautiful. That's the Chief Joseph pine. Um, you know, it's found in the in Oregon in the Wallawa Mountains, and it's a nice green color in the summertime. And then when it starts getting cold in the fall, um, it starts changing over to you know, kind of a chartreuse. And then this time of year, it's bright gold, um, and boy, that stands out. It's, yeah, it's a, a really cool plant. Very hard to get, uh, slow growing, hard to, hard to propagate. Um, but if you can find one, get it in a nice sunny location with good drainage, and you won't regret it. It's yeah. well Call worth the price. Call today, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're limited, <laughs> definitely. But uh, yeah, that's a fun one. And then a regular pine, but it's a beautiful one too. Yeah, this, this is a Scots pine. This is actually um, a ground cover. Um, it only gets, you know, 18 to 24 inches tall, but it, it spreads out, nice. really likes to spread its, like, you know, its, its wings and, and um, acts, acts as a kind of a deep ground cover. Uh, it um, is evergreen, of course, kind of powdery blue. And um, yeah, it's, it's another nice showstopper out there. It's, it's kind of unique, definitely. And another gold-tipped one. Yeah, so this is a type of uh, Mugo pine, uh, uh, Carson's winter gold. And like the Chief Joseph, it's green uh, during most of the year. And then as we get colder, uh, it stays more compact and, and kind of uh, gets that gold color. Um, as it gets cooler. So it's more of a mounding uh, variety pine, whereas the Chief Joseph's more upright. So it uh, makes a nice bun out in the yard, oh, nice and cute. tight, definitely. And then I see this, it, it looks like a holly, but it isn't. Yeah, that's correct. It's one of my favorite uh, genus, uh, that's Mahonia. 
and uh, that is Charity Mahonia. Uh, it, you can see it's got the flowers up top, it's about ready, or buds I should say, it's about ready to open up, bright gold flowers this time of year, and the hummingbirds love that plant. It's a good source of food for them in the wintertime, and it's a great backdrop. It's, it is pokey, uh, so <laughs> it's nice to have in the back of the yard. Um, evergreen, uh, really low maintenance. Once it's established, it's drought tolerant, and uh, it really uh, shows off this time of year. And then in the summertime, it has blue berries on it, just oh, like okay. uh, the regular Oregon grape. Uh -huh. And um, I've noticed in my yard, uh, the cedar wax wings come, and wow. it's a beautiful little bird, but uh, they come and they annihilate all the berries <laughs> off in one sitting. It's about pretty impressive. How tall does that one get? So I've got some that are about 15 feet tall. Oh wow! Um, but you can cut it back, sure. uh, and it will tend to um, uh, kind of branch off a little bit and get a little bit wider. Um, and but you can cut it back as as necessary. But a beautiful so. backdrop kind of yeah. plant if you need gotcha. you know something to kind of play in front of yep. and make a garden. And dry shade. Um, to full sun. Um, it's pretty versatile. Wow, yeah. that is neat. Yeah. And, and then next to it, what yeah. is this purple one? Oh, uh, that's a great, uh, so it's a blueberry. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's uh, really a cool one because it keeps its foliage year round. Um, it is sunshine blue is the variety. So during the growing season, it has a nice pale blue leaf um, that is just, it's powder blue, uh, really and has a great crop of blueberries as well. And then as we get into fall, uh, it turns that maroon, deep maroon color. Wow. Yeah, it's really wonderful. That one only gets, you know, it's about waist high, so three feet, three feet. about. Beautiful. And um, yeah, it does produce a good crop of, of berries as well. It's a twofer. Yeah. They're yeah, tasty. Because yeah. most, most of the blueberries are, plants are dropping their, their foliage, but right. this one tends right. to still have And they have pretty color, pretty yeah. fall color. Yeah, even the, even the ones that drop their foliage, they still have nice red stems. Mm -hmm. they're, they're pretty out in the yard, but um, this one hangs onto the foliage. Nice. So. But I think a lot of people forget that blueberries have that beautiful fall color, most of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so they are still a great yeah. addition to the garden, mm -hmm. but this one here carries that color way past fall. Definitely, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's an edible, so you know, it's it's a great uh, great shrub for the landscape that you can go out and munch on it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you so. see there, Ryan? And, well, see, look comparing that next to that nice red is another kind of a nice golden. But this is instead of a conifer, it's more of a, a broadleaf evergreen. So right, the, it is. So uh, that is a, a variety of euonymus. Um, that uh, again, it's evergreen, has that nice new foliage, is bright gold. Uh, there's a few different varieties of euonymus that do that. Some stay a little more uh, compact than what this one does. This one's, you can see it's kind of upright growing um, in two to three feet, uh, really. But um, yeah, the more shade it gets, the more green it mm. stays. The, if it's in more full sun, you'll have uh, brighter gold. And it's a much, uh, much smaller foliage than, you know, a lot of the euonymus, we think of the, kind of the larger yeah. foliage, but this one is a lot it's smaller. It's euonymus microphylla, so it's small foliage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really nice little uh, uh, leaf on it. Um, really easy to take care of. There's really no pests or diseases that, that bug it, so it's nice. nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> and then right, right in front of it, this is kind of a, a fun, seems kind of a nice little soft yeah, that's uh, a variety of hemlock, uh, albospica, 
and the new foliage uh, that it pushes out is uh, white. So, um, you know, it's just about, it, it's starting to turn, in, turn green and it'll push uh, again this, uh, this spring, but that white foliage really pops, yeah. uh, stands out. There's several varieties of, of hemlock that do this, that have that white new foliage. Uh, some are more shade loving, some are more sun loving. Um, I would say uh, keep them away from the hot afternoon sun. Um, morning sun will give it, uh, allow it to turn that nice white color um, yeah. and, and not you, burn. You think of hemlocks as large trees, but this <laughs> right. seems more Yeah, this compact. doesn't form a leader. It, it stays tight uh, in a bun shape. Um, and this one can get kind of large, uh, about six by six. Uh, so make sure it has uh, plenty of space. Again, there's other varieties out there that stay more compact or that can also form a leader and um, be more conical. So, okay. Aaron, I'm going to have you spin around and uh, yep. so that way you can keep on going and sure. we won't block the plants for those that are watching. Oh, man. <laughs> in, in the back, so you know we, you know we talked about you know we got needle colors, we got leaf colors, we got yeah, but. We have, we have sticks, but they're pretty, they're <laughs> pretty sticks. sticks. <laughs> so that's a type of uh, dogwood shrub. Uh, that one is midwinter fire. Uh, it's been around a while. Um, you know, there's red twig dogwood, there's yellow twig dogwood, there's midwinter fire and several other varieties as yeah. well. Um, green foliage uh, in the summertime. And then once it loses its leaves, you have those nice, pretty uh, bright stems to take a look okay. at. And, they, they stand out uh, once they're established. They really um, do show off, even though it's just sticks. Yeah, <laughs> but it gives you that other element like we we're talking mm -hmm. about where Definitely. you have you know, the foliage colors and leaf colors and bloom colors, but structure. the structure is yep. that. Yep. And then right in front of it is kind of this real pretty glossy green. Yeah, that's uh -huh. Sarcococca. Uh, that is a great little evergreen shrub. Has a white flower that it's real, real close. It's budded up there. Yeah, it looks, looks um, like buds all along the stems. Definitely, it'll start blooming um, in January, probably mid-January, and uh, through February or so. And it's really a, a, a nice scent, almost gardenia, jasmine-y right. kind of scent. Um, white flower on the uh, shiny green leaf. It, it's a great little shrub, and um, I've had them in almost full shade and also sun and they do quite well easy yeah. to take care of again no pests that really bug it uh, uh, and um, yeah when once it's established it's it's drought tolerant and height wise what three to five yeah i'd say about three there. feet tall and you yeah. can shear it if you if it gets too tall or too wide you can you know kind of like a boxwood which you have your hand on yeah it's just gonna you say can, it's like you can do uh you know um keep it nice and tight to the ground if if you like and keep okay. it about knee, knee high and then you know in front of it you're talking you know boxwoods you right. know we all think of just you know green mold border boxwoods. standard but, green boxwood but this yeah. is this is not that this <laughs> one's a nice variegated variety um you know boxwood is the number one um broadleaf evergreen shrub in the united states that's that's sold out there and uh, there's a lot of different varieties. Some get tall, some get wide, some are round, and then variegated. There's a few var variegated varieties, but I brought this one just because it does show off um, this time of year. You know, you right. can hedge it, you can be out as a specimen in the garden, and really kind of does its thing. Um, and easy to take care of. Again, you can shear it. Uh, if you didn't do anything to this, it's, it'd be about waist high, approximately. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a great great little workhorse you know and then next to it is this beautiful kind of this 
copper, yeah. red, burgundy, some green. It's yeah. kind of a really cool color. This one, uh, this is a cryptomeria uh, or Japanese cedar. Uh, the variety is mushroom and it uh, makes a bun. So uh, about four by four, but uh, in the spring and summer, it's bright green. Wintertime, it goes bronze. And uh, really, I, it kind of, it almost looks dead right now. <laughs> Some people are like, <laughs> they think that, but it's not. It, it, it's just, it's transitions. It's, it's chilly right now. So it, um, again, it, it stands out. It makes right. a nice little centerpiece uh, out in the garden. And then I'm standing next to another one, but it has a similar kind of coloring, but it's definitely its habit is a little bit different. It's also a cryptomeria. Uh, this one is elegans. Same thing. It's kind of feathery. Um, it can get quite large, uh, 25, 30 feet tall uh, in time. Uh, it's not a fast grower, but it will um, get large ultimately. And same thing, green, really pretty green in the spring and summer. And then it turns bronze in the, in the fall and winter. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun one. It's a really pretty plant. You know, and then we have, you know, some, you know, with all the foliage colors and stem colors, and, you know, we talked about the camellias blooming, mm -hmm. but there's a couple other shrubs that naturally bloom in, in a winter this month. This time so, of year, yeah. Yeah, so this, this, this guy right here. So witch hazel, uh, hamamillus, uh, this, this one is an orange variety. It also, I don't know if you can smell it or not, but it, yeah, it does it's have a fragrant. You, you do notice it when you walk by. Uh, this is Jelena, uh, or Helena, and... Um, yeah, it's, again, you might think it's just twiggy this time of year, but it does uh, start to bloom in uh, January, December, January. And uh, it's another one that hummingbirds like, and it, it'll show off. And there's other varieties out there. There's um, some that are bright gold. Uh, Arnold Promise is, is one. Uh, and there, again, the range of colors, there's even some pink ones and red ones, uh, red flowers out there. It's got a, a nice round leaf during the summertime, and you also get really great fall color on them, uh, yellows and oranges as well. So and it looks like it could get large. It can. Uh, it's vase-shaped um, and uh, can get quite large. This one, um, probably 12 by 12 at least. Yeah. Um, you can prune it, of course. Um, if you want to see some good specimens uh, up at the Oregon Zoo, uh, there's, there's some really nice ones up there, up at the Arboretum. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you can see what they do before you buy it. <laughs> and then, you know, back here, there's another one that looks like it's just getting ready to start yes. op opening up. <laughs> this... A totally different bloom shape than, you know, the real frilly brooms of the witch hazel. But this yeah. Is... yeah, this is a special one. Um, it's related to Daphne and uh, hard to get uh, Edgeworthia. And uh, you can see it does have the flowers that are... Um, about ready to open up there. It's all butted up there on the very ends. And um, it's called the paper bush as well. That's the common name. Yeah. And it, it gets nice kind of powder blue, uh, elongated foliage, uh, spring through summer and fall. And then this time of year, it blooms. Uh, this will probably, uh, you'll get color on it probably in the next couple weeks. Um, uh, if it's undercover, if it's out in the open, it might take a little bit longer, but a nice uh, gold uh, tubular shaped uh, flower. Hummingbirds love it this time of year. And it really just kind of pops yeah. this time of year, especially with having no foliage on there, yeah. that all you see is, it's just, is flower. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's 
all show on this one, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. So it, it likes uh, morning sun uh, as well. Um, keep it away from that hot uh, afternoon heat and make sure it's well-drained soil, so. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, I think we've got, well, missed a couple back, hi hiding yeah. back here, but. Um, <laughs> you know, this, this guy here, you know, real tall and skinny, it looks like. Yes, yeah. so this is um, a, a cool variety of you. Uh, this is uh, uh, Taxus, and you can see it's got the gold foliage on it. This is another one that changes in the wintertime. Uh, summertime, it's all green, solid green. Um, this time of year, it gets uh, kind of gold to orangish, uh, depending on yeah. how cold it gets. And um, it only gets about a foot wide, eight feet tall. So, wow. you know, I would plant it, you know, plant like three of them out in the yard kind of as a, a structural kind of thing. You can also hedge it, uh, you know, people use it as a hedge or just on its own. Um, but it really will make a statement out in your yard. That's cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun one. You know, and it's so, you know, as we're looking at, you know, all of it, I mean, there's so much we can <laughs> look yeah, at for, for our yard. You know, <laughs> it's you know, pretty impressive just for having, you know, winter interests as far as, far as plants. Right. But, you know, now is kind of a really good time to survey our yard, right? Yeah. Because it's kind of about as dormant <laughs> as it's going to be in go the, out and, the yard. Yeah, go out and see, you know, if you have some beds that maybe have a lot of perennials, uh, you know, and it looks great in the summer and the spring, um, but maybe it's missing a little something this time of year. You know, there's add a little structure, uh, evergreen conifer or, you know, um, something that's deciduous just to add some structure to that bed and we'll work with the perennials. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Well, you know what, Aaron? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, yeah, it's, um, sure, thank you. I, we were talking earlier about how important it is to visit your garden center, not just in the spring. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. And that you will find plants. And really now is the time, like Ryan said, you find these plants, you're going to see exactly how they're going to be in your garden mm -hmm. exactly. at this time of year. At this time of year. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and we do, we have lots of plants this time of year, even though it might not be, you know, beautiful and warm outside. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas decorations are gone. And, yeah, uh, Christmas is gone. And so, um, you know, go out and visit your uh, local independent garden center. Stop by any of the four Owls locations if you live in the Portland metro area or just slightly out of it. Um, they have a great selection at all four stores. Um, and you can go to their website and find out more. And um, I will try to have as many of these plants names up as possible. I can't always say that it works. Um, but just go to your local independent garden center and you will find uh, great plants like these and many others, including indoor plants yep, that you can add to your um, indoor landscape. Um, once again, we thank Al's for uh, letting us come and hang out here today. And we thank uh, Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon for sponsoring the podcast. Um, we look forward to seeing you again next time and happy gardening. Capital Subaru, we value your time. Whether you're here for service or working with our amazing sales team, everything is right here for your convenience. We offer a great selection of Subarus, an industry-leading service center that keeps you moving, and so much more. Like our Living Green Wall, just one of the many features throughout our dealership. Looking for the perfect pet gift? Check out Happy Paws Pet Shop right here in our lobby. Or plan your next adventure in our fireside seating and find your happy place. It's always your time at Capital Subaru, your way on the parkway.